Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. All right. Good morning and welcome back, everybody. Today, we have Les Brennan, owner, CEO of Mountain High Mulch out of Atlanta, Georgia, maybe just outside of Atlanta. I'm not exactly sure, but Les is somebody I've got to know pretty well over the last year, year and a half, and uh, has become a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine in my own life, and uh, just a great friend, all around great guy. And uh, in my opinion, Les is somebody who I feel like was pretty successful before coming an entrepreneur and actually left the world where he was making some pretty good money. Um, you know, unlike me, I came out of law enforcement, even though I enjoyed what I did and enjoyed showing up for work every day. We were broke. So it was a little harder for me to kind of leave that, go down my entrepreneurial path, knew when I was leaving something that I love to do. Um, so want to hear a little bit from Les, hear your story, man, how you got started some of the lessons you've learned along the way. And then together, hopefully we're going to help some people avoid some of the confusing that comes along with entrepreneurship and just all around being the best version of you on a daily basis. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate the intro, brother. Absolutely. I'll tell you, you so, know, I don't, I don't, I don't do a lot of these and um, I, you know, honestly, before we we started this, we had a little conversation. I was like, we should hit record now. You know, like we will, but you know, I have a lot of anxiety and I still am insecure about doing these things. So, but luckily I have you because seeing your face makes me a lot more comfortable. Well, good, man. So really there's nothing to be anxious or have any anxiety about, even though I'm in the same boat. I feel the same way. I put, actually launching this podcast off for over a year because I said I thought to myself if I can if I say enough and people hear me say enough they're going to realize I'm full of crap I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> nobody's going to want to listen <laughs> right. to anything it's kind of how I felt yeah. for a long time but man I got over that and I and you know I began to realize that there are a lot of people who would love to be where I'm at in life that would love to be where you are in life and we kind of take that for granted a lot of time to think for whatever reason, maybe we don't have value to offer people or, you know, whatever asinine thought we're having that day that we should not be having. Because my opinion, at the end of the day, nobody really cares anyway. Nobody. I mean, we're sitting here thinking that, you know, so many people care about what we're talking about, what we're doing. It's just probably not even, not even accurate, man. But tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit early on. Um, I know you had a, a long, successful career in the restaurant industry. What did what did a lot of that look like? You know what? I sorry to do this, but I just lost you for fifteen seconds. Can you go back okay. fifteen seconds? A- yeah, ask absolutely. me that again. Absolutely, man, and we can edit it out too. I was just saying, uh, and, and it may be me. Um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and add in. Uh, this is this is an important lesson. I think right off the jump here, I scheduled this on a day where I was going to be on vacation, not even thinking about it. So I woke up this morning and I was like, dang it, I forgot. I I have three of these to do today. 
So, <laughs> um, but I'm doing them anyway. I think it's I think it's so important to do it raw in the moment. I sort of made a schedule yep. mistake and still push through it, get it done. I think that's can add an immense amount of value to anybody who's out there listening right now as well. Absolutely. But I was saying that I know that early on, um, before you really dove headfirst into your entrepreneurial journey, you spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in the in the restaurant field. And uh, I yep. was just wondering kind of how did that look? And were there any lessons or anything that you learned during your time in that career that sort of helps you find success in what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I spent almost 20 years uh, in the restaurant business and I was I just I started out as an assistant manager. That was the first position I had. And I was dating my wife uh, at the time. She I hadn't asked her to marry me. And I remember there was three months into training. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to ask this girl to marry me. And I need to work really hard. And three months into the training, I asked her to marry me. And then it was on. And uh, two years later, I uh, took over one of one of the, the delis that I was uh, assistant manager in. And then three years after that, became a district manager and had 10 to 13 locations over three or four states. And, you know, I learned a lot. It was a great company to work for. And I thought I would have retired from that job in that company. Uh, but things didn't work out the way that we want in life a, a lot. And, you know, some some lessons I took away and some good points I took away from that were were just people, how important people are and how important it is to to have the right people like on your team and have the right people that supports you. And I learned a lot about servant leadership and a lot about situational leadership and emotional intelligence and uh, just doing the right thing when no one is watching. The the owners of the company were just really, really solid gentlemen that that groomed us uh, to become just leaders. And they, they took us in and they took care of us. And I mean, it was it, it got rough at times where we we had to. I mean, we were dealt with a lot of lot of hard situations and a lot of hard decisions we had to to make along the way. But uh, having that that support, knowing that we had people above us that would help us get through those hard situations, is probably one of the biggest things I've taken with me starting this company is knowing how to support my people and knowing that, you know, if you ask me who's more important, the customer or the employee, every time I'm going to tell you the employee. Well, without the employee, we we have no jobs. We have no one to serve the customer. They're the face. They're the ones who are, you know, on the front lines every day representing our brand, representing our company. So taking that that lesson from 20 years and implementing it into just mulch business. It doesn't matter if it's food or if it's mulch or if it's roofs, you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. as long as you're, you're, you know, we, we like to say we're in a blue collar industry, putting a white collar spin on it. It's just about how you take care of people and how you take care of your people and how they take care of your customers. Um, some of that's, that's, I'd say that's probably the biggest thing I took away was just that, that culture. 
uh, we just had a really good culture. And that's awesome because, you know, personally, one of my favorite sayings, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So, I, yeah, uh, right. I, man, I believe in that big time. That's exactly in my company. I think the reason we've had the success that we've had and we've won roofing contractor of the year two years in a row is because of that culture and because everybody's body in and everybody's making decisions on a daily basis to push the entire team closer to the desired outcome. And uh, I think it's rare. I think it's pretty rare to find that type of unity family sort of feeling within a company. And mm-hmm. what I have found is when you have it and when you instill it, you have four values that you live by. You have people who are bought in. When somebody who's never experienced that comes in to that type of atmosphere, it's almost overwhelming. You're almost like, Absolutely. This, this doesn't even feel like work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and when you can get people on that level where they enjoy coming to work, just like most people look for and enjoy getting out of work, then you're starting to build Something beautiful, mm-hmm. something beautiful. And I, man, I yeah, watch people you. ask us all the time. Yeah. They ask all the time. Where do you know, we're, we don't have a problem finding people. And so where do you find your people? And I said, we find it the same place that you do. It's just what we do. Once they're here, that makes a difference. That's I mean, right. We and really gen- we genuinely care about our, our, our crews. That's man. That's that's awesome. I want something. I want to hear you talk a little bit about. And I know we have limited time today, but mm-hmm. knowing you personally and being able to hear your story, I've always thought it was pretty awesome. That uh, how many years did you set on the idea of the mulch yard, of the blower trucks, and all of that? Like that when you were, you didn't just come to the end of your restaurant or your your no. your your career previously and think, man, what I do now, you had been, it had been stewing for a long time. Tell us a little bit about that. So before uh, the restaurant, I had always been in in and out of restaurants since I was 14 years old, washing dishes and stuff. So, but there was one year that I took a break, I think I was 22, 21, maybe 22. And I had just kind of had enough. I was like, I need, I need a break. I was burnt from the restaurant industry. And one of my buddies father owned a mulch brokerage company. So basically a country club or a big landscaper would need a tractor trailer of mulch and he would broker it out. And then a son decided, Hey, I want to open this retail yard. You want to come with me? I need somebody to drive a dump truck. And I had, you know, I didn't know how to drive a dump truck, but I said, yeah, I want to take a break. So I went and I got to bring my dog to work and it was a, it was fun. It was a great job. So this is before literally I didn't even have a cell phone. I couldn't afford a cell phone. I didn't have the credit to get a cell phone. And so we would have a phone in his office and we would pick it up handwrite directions to the, to the house and go, that's how long ago this was. So I basically just um, delivered mulch for him like seven months and I would answer the phone from time to time and customers would say, Hey, well, how much is it to get it installed? And he was like, man, do not, whatever you do, don't tell them we install mulch. And so I was like, all right. And I went along with it. And then one day I went, you know, I gave him a price on how much it was to install mulch. And he said, what are you doing? I was like, look, man, these people want, they want us to install the mulch. If you don't want to do it, I'm going to go try and do it. So He's like, all right, well, it's up to you. So I, I went and got 
three wheelbarrows, three shovels, and picked up three guys from South Road where it's like a day labor deal. And I started installing mulch. And then it just kind of became a thing where, you know, as people would say, hey, do you install? My buddy said, yeah, you know, Les installs. He'll come, we'll, de we'll deliver it. He installs. And so that went on for like another six months. And it was a good little business. You know, I, I, I was having a blast. And I went to this trade show and I saw this blower truck. And gosh, this is probably 95, 96. And it was a long time ago. And I saw this blower truck and it was a truck that blew in mulch. And I went, man, that would really change the way, you know, change the game. I really wanted one of these trucks. And so I went to my dad and I said, hey, you know, they're like $100,000. I want to buy this truck. And I grew up in South Georgia where you didn't, we didn't even know what mulch was. You got pine straw. You raked it out of your yard and then you reused it, you know? Yeah, that's and right. And so he's like, no, we're, we're not going to, I'm not going to let you do that. You know, it's, nobody blows in mulch. That's just, that's, that's, in, you know, you, you, I'm not, not going to give you the money. So, Luckily, he didn't because I would have probably no one I know now fallen on my ass really hard back then. So at the time, I was like, you know what? I am really in love with this girl. I want to marry her. I, I probably need to get out of this dump truck. There's not a career here for me. I'm just kind of, you know, dabbling, spreading mulch and just kind of having a good time. So I went back and I can remember Kenny. Uh, in between the the dump truck deliveries, I had a suit hanging in the dump truck and I went to this job fair because I, I really wanted I was focused on starting to crawl to create a life for myself and and, and my, my girlfriend. So in between deliveries, I changed out of my clothes in the dump truck, put my suit on, went to this job fair. And that's the, the time that I got a job at the the deli that I worked at, I worked at Jason's Deli for 20 years. They hired me on that delivery, got back in the dump truck, finished my route, went back and said, hey, you know, I'm ready to start a career. I need a steady paycheck. I need insurance. I want to get married. And then I took a 20 year break. And I always knew that there was a market for this blown in mulch. And so over the years, as I had progressed in my, my career at the restaurant, I had a restaurant in Tallahassee and Greenville and Spartanburg and Columbus, Georgia, Athens and all over the southeast. And so I would travel back and forth to these these satellite restaurants and I would excuse me, I'd pass these little retail landscape supply yards. And every time I passed it, I went, you know what? I really, really enjoyed that when I worked there, that was like, it just, I like being outside. It kind of reminded me of being, uh, growing up in the country, just that whole atmosphere. I really liked what I did when I, when I delivered the mulch and when I installed it. And I always knew there was a market and, and I would stop and talk to these, you know, these men who owned these businesses and they had been in there for 20 years and, so over time, I kind of learned the business, just stopping and talking and getting to know them. And uh, but I was always too scared. I was like, you know what? I'm comfortable. 
I got a pretty good paycheck. I got two weeks vacation. I got insurance. Why would I stop what I'm doing? Why would I, you know, risk giving everything up or risk putting my family in a position when I could just continue muscling through this corporate career? But I always knew that I wanted to do that. We'd go on vacation, Kenny, and coming back on a Sunday, I'd be miserable because I didn't want to go back to that corporate job. And halfway through the, the vacation, I would start writing out a business plan. And it was always, you know, here's how much pine straw trailer costs. Here's how much mulch trailer costs. It was always back to that thing for some reason. I don't know why, but I loved it. So um, that it, it, I took a 20 year break. I was patient for 20 years because I needed to do what was right by my family. I wanted, I wanted to provide for them, but along the way, I got a really great education on how to, how to deal with people and how to grow brands and how to grow a business and how to deal with adversity and how to, um, you know, create teams and culture. So I know now God was telling me, you know, he was, he was just, he, I was in training for 20 years and I did not know the impact that I was going to have when I lost my job at the deli. Cause that's basically what happened is all the district managers were uh, in a room and our owner had retired and we had a new CEO and uh, things changed and we had an option of taking over a, a whole big market and traveling a lot or going back and running one deli which I hadn't done since I was 25 years old. So I took a, a chance and I said, you know, I could continue on this path and keep climbing the ladder, but I had teenagers. I got two girls and a, and a son and I had to make a decision that I wanted to be present. I wanted to be a father and I didn't want to get on a plane on Monday and come back Thursday, you know? Yes. So I sucked up my pride and I went and ran one deli, one restaurant. And it was the hardest year of my entire life, honestly, because now I was working Saturdays. I was working Sundays, you know, six months ago, I was taking my family after church with friends and going eating at this deli. And now all my friends were coming and I had to serve them. You know, it was they didn't understand what was happening. It was it was uh, it killed me, you know, because yeah. I, I had lost everything. I lost my job uh, and, and I didn't I never thought that was going to happen. So I had to make a decision and I took that year and uh, I got with, I got with my wife and I got with my family and uh, we have some meetings around the dinner table. And I was like, I'm, I'm miserable. I cannot do this. I don't want to do this. This is going backwards. And um, I'm, I, I think there's something else out here. And I'm, I'm, I think God's talking to me. I, I need to make a move here. Well, so I know you. I'm, 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 I'm talking a lot here, but so no, I'm, I'm just kinda, saying, you kind of no, you kind of get, no, kind of get my juices flowing. Sorry, no man. I'm just saying, looking from an outside perspective and hearing your story, then 
God was speaking to you, because look at all you're doing now. Look at what you're accomplishing now. And I want to break down a few things, because just because the name of the show is Avoid the Confusion, and people get really confused about a lot of things. So I think a few key points that I want to highlight on is the fact that what you're doing today, who you are today, you're the same person you were when you first were working on that dump truck. So your ability to own and run a company and manage people, you were able 20 years ago to do the same thing you're doing now, as far as an ability to figure things out, to learn things, to learn how to be a leader and all of that. Had you started the journey back then, you may not have been successful as you are now because of all the lessons you learned during the journey over your corporate career. And I also want to kind of talk about the fact that without that year at the end where you were completely miserable, you're mm-hmm. the drive that you have right now to never experience mm-hmm. that again. Maybe what has pushed you through some of the hard times in the mulch yard. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like maybe are, you you try this adventure 20 years ago. You haven't went through that year of pain. You don't know what it's like to be at the bottom. So as soon as things get kind of hard, maybe we just pack up and quit and try something else and try something else, you know, but I think, yeah, you're in your story. It, it was it's sort of like the perfect storm that led you to where you are. You're all, you've mm-hmm. always been less Brandon. You've always been capable. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you find yourself in a position doing something that you thought about for a very long period of time. You come out of a year where you were miserable, hated life mm-hmm. every day, felt like you weren't mm-hmm. adequate, weren't enough. And I think what's funny is in a lot of these interviews, a lot of these podcasts I listen to, a lot of books that I read, it seems like a lot of people who perform at a high level and achieve a, a, a high level of success and become leaders and influencers within their, within their, you know, marketplace, I seem to a lot of people have that moment where it's like, the hell with this. Like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. And it's, it's almost like people, I see a lot of people who inside, if something happened, you're like, I don't care if I fail. I'm doing something different. And you, it's just something that breaks or causes you to pivot and head down a completely different path. And then you end up excelling. Yeah. So I, I just want to make sure that people don't a few things. One, don't try to rush things too much. Don't put too much emphasis on, on being that person or making a certain amount of money or a certain amount of growth today. And then when it not happen and lose sight of the end goal, I think there's a lot of that that can be extracted from your story. But I think there's also the, from a perspective of just doing something that you love, I think is important Mm -hmm. as well. I think you did the restaurant Mm -hmm. thing in my opinion, just listen to your story for so long, kind of you understood what you didn't love, what you didn't want. And I think that can be just as important as defining what you want for yourself. And on the flip side of that, I think maybe five, 10 years into your restaurant career, you had some money, you know, who knows if you and your wife sit down at that point and you say, I can't get this stuff off my mind. There's a solid Mm -hmm. chance that halfway through your restaurant career, you go into the mulch business and you have the success you have and you're five, 10 years ahead of where you are even sitting there currently today. So I think there's a, a multitude of scenarios that can play out over time. And I think the most important thing you can do is not look back on your life and have regrets. Everything that has happened, every decision you've made, every scenario you've been through, just better prepare you and prep you to be who you are going to be tomorrow. So focus Mm -hmm. on what you can do today 
to push you as close to whatever goals you have determined for yourself, like figure out what it is that you truly want. You know, Les, if you had been living a life of trying to figure out what you really want, the life is so short. We get, it's just a blink of an eye. You, you're here for mm-hmm. such a short amount of time. I think everybody should figure out what it is that they want and not necessarily what type of job they want. Like maybe what really drives you is you want to give back. You want to go out and, and raise money. You want to do something like Mike Claudio did with champion shoes, or you just want to, mm-hmm. you just want to help people. Well, it's very hard to help people if you are bagging groceries at the supermarket. You don't make enough money to make an impact. Mm-hmm. So maybe like for me, I'm not crazy passionate about roofing, but I am passionate about the vessel that gives me the opportunity to build and make an impact in other areas of my life. So yeah. because of that, that makes me uh, very, very, um, it, it makes me care so much more about the little things than I would otherwise, because I know everything leads to a bigger purpose within a mm-hmm. bigger mission that I have for myself and my You're life. Right. Man. But man, I, I, you know, hearing your story is, is, is very inspiring to me because I know you went through a lot along the way. And, um, dude, so tell me a little bit about how you devote 20 years, basically to the same deli, the same, people how did how exactly did that come to an end uh not any way shape or form how i envisioned it and and that i'm i'm learning that that's life you know yeah. um you know after we made the decision to to go back and run that one deli for one year um, so I remember planning, starting to plan in October and then by December I had made my mind up. I had, I had met with a mentor and helped me kind of get this business plan together. And then I went to, uh, well, I took my only two weeks of vacation that year while I was still at the deli and went to truck driving school. <laughs> And I had to get my CDL because I was I was the face of the company and I was going to drive the truck and learn the truck. And part of that, you know, people say, hey, why didn't you just hire a CDL driver? Well, because that last year at the deli was such a lesson for me, because what I had been telling people to do all these years now, I had to actually do it. And I felt a little bit like a coward because I didn't know how to do it. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I wanted to start the ground. I wanted to know everything about this business. So I had the confidence to continue to, to, to do what I say I was going to do, but also um, help other. So I could really, really support other people and not just say, Hey, go get on the truck and drive the truck. And here's the problems you're going to have. I wanted to know it. And I wanted to learn it. I wanted to be passionate about it. Cause it was mm-hmm. my heart was in it, not just for a paycheck. So I went, I did two weeks of, of drive, of went to, to truck driving school, failed my CDL twice, the test part, cause I'm a horrible test taker. Finally passed it, bought the truck without the CDL. Cause it was the opportunity to buy it, came back, 
got uh, did the driving part, passed the and got my CDL. Uh, went to Oregon, bought the truck. They drove it back, and then made a decision um, in July. It was July 6th that that was it. So I wrote up my resignation, turned it in, and uh, no one really cared, Kenny, honestly, after 20 years. And that's where things are. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, think you're yeah. so important and so, you know, things can't happen without you that I got a big shot of, of my ego at that point. And I remember the last day at the deli, I kind of said, you know, okay, see y'all. Bye. And they, the, the, the 32 people at that individual deli said, okay, have a good one. <laughs> and that was it, Kitty. This, you know, man. after 20 years and, and to now I think back and I think, you know, gosh, was that even real? Did those 20 years happen? You know, cause I'll see pictures and stuff will pop up from here, there, but, I also, since I've started making some of these videos in the mornings that mm -hmm. you see, um, it's taken five years because we're five years in the business this summer. Um, people are coming out of the woodworks now uh, because I have let my guard down and I'm being more vulnerable and I'm being more authentic and I'm not trying to perform for anyone and a lot of these individuals that I didn't get to say goodbye to or that I didn't think I had an impact on, they're DMing me now. Mm -hmm. And so I know that I did have an impact, even though if maybe I didn't think I did. So some of the videos and some of the stuff I'm doing now outside of, you know, running a mulch company is so gratifying to me because it's 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 God reminding me, hey, you know what? You did have 20, 20 years and you did impact people. And I might have put you through that hard year for you to learn a lesson on what it what it really takes to, you know, to, to get back to your roots and get back to that that person. I knew who I was. And so now after five years of grinding and, and learning how to accept who I am and get out of my own way and making these videos. Now I'm having an opportunity to say goodbye to people five years later. Yeah, man, that is so, so amazing. That's well, I mean, what a, what an awesome story. What a, 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 you know, great turn of events. And I think it's funny that <clears throat> at times in life, we often don't feel like we're making an impact. We often don't feel like we're doing anything worthwhile. And yeah. I think, I think most people are so guarded and they don't let their true emotions show that people don't feel comfortable approaching you and telling you those type things. And when they see change in you and they're just like, Hey man, just so you know, you've, you've had an impact in my life for a long time. Not mm -hmm. just, it didn't start with your morning videos. You've been impacting me for quite a while. And right. uh, like, like, for example, I've known you since before you started the videos and, a lot of my thoughts over time have been like, dude, if we could be more like less, if I could build a culture like less, if we could do this like less. And then uh, and then we would talk. And in your mind, you're like, man, if we could do more like Kenny, if we could, you know, yeah. so I, I think there's a whole lot of people who look outside of their current circumstances and situation. Mm -hmm. and they see other people like you today were certainly in a great place and they they 
lose sight of the fact of everything that you've gone through. And not that they lose sight of it. They just weren't there for the journey. So they didn't even know it existed. I think it's so easy to look at somebody who's successful or has something that you want or is in a position in your mind where you would like to be and think uh, that they got lucky or something special is some special last name is the reason why they were able to get there. And I was for, for a long time internally, I dismissed the possibility that I could be one of those people. I dismissed the possibility mm-hmm. that I could own a company or run a company like that because of who I was, how I was raised, things that happened to me in my mm-hmm. past, you know, knowing that I didn't deserve that, that type of lifestyle. And, uh, man, once, and I, and, and for me, I didn't even get fed up in law enforcement. I got, I had, I got a pretty gruesome injury in my right leg. I was helping a buddy of mine mm-hmm. put a metal roof on his house and, Another guy dropped a uh, metal panel. It cut my leg real bad. And I ended up being laid up at the house uh, with a bad infected leg for about three weeks and couldn't walk and happened to see a, a YouTube video during that time with the, the the product RoofMax, decided to become a RoofMax dealer. And the next thing you know, we're replacing roofs, home builder from Florida to mm-hmm. freaking Louisiana. I mean, it's just been insane what has happened for us over the last four to five years as well. And it's just like, man, if something happens to you in your life that when you finally take a step outside of your comfort zone and you begin to grow, I think the more I grow and the more I push and try to be better, I start to care less and less about what other people think. And I think Mm -hmm. the caring less about what other people think is what really propels me to do big things in life because most of the time, and I mean, you said it to me the other day, I have been reading a book. I read it three times now. The mountain is you. And you made the comment Mm -hmm. to me the other day that the mountain is you. And it's so true, man. Um, Just people being able to get out of their own way, generate a life in which they desire, I think is, is something everybody should, should get into. But I just like so much Mm -hmm. that you overcome a ton of adversity, a lot of stuff in your life, man. And, and y'all are at, you're doing just such an amazing, amazing job now. Um, tell me a little bit about how you build the culture and stuff that you have now, man. Because for me, on the outside looking in, I see like Monday morning videos, and dude, often I think, man, I may just sell my company and quit and go work with Les, man. It looks just like so, <laughs> it looks like such a good time. <laughs> yeah, y'all, 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 nobody saw the first three years where we were crying and bleeding, and Eric literally and uh, you know, punching each other in the face because we're so pissed off at each other. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 we worked through a lot those first three years. They were really hard. We always, you know, and that that's the thing with the, the deli too is Eric and Miss A.L. worked at the deli. We worked together for 15, 17 years. So we came in with the same heart and with the same culture. And, um, you know, those two dudes are on the same page as me. And we we operate with our heart. We, we don't operate with our head. We operate with our heart and we make decisions from our gut. So, you know, we're learning how to be better financial people, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and we've Absolutely. hired an outside source to help us with that. So we can continue to focus on our culture um, in you probably need to do a podcast with Eric to learn about culture. Cause that guy is such an inspiration to his people, such a motivation to me. And he's really the pulse of, of, of our, I mean, of, of the company, 
you know, we, we all come with the same intention that uh, our, our crew and our employees are the number one asset in our company. And we mm-hmm. don't forget that. And that is what, you know, drives through our core values and, and our mission. But um, we generally, generally care about our, our people. So, you know, we, we want to make sure we have we, we celebrate birthdays and it's really we didn't always do Monday morning meetings. You know, before I met, met Mike, we, we did not do those types of deals. So um, getting into the coaching world and, and getting advice and listening to more podcasts and listening to uh, actually listen to Mike as he coaches me on some things has helped us implement core values, mission, um, the Monday morning huddles have become now a huge thing for us where the crew gets together on Monday mornings. We have coffee, donuts, review last week, review this week, some safety topics, employer of the week. We give out some money, picture of the week, and Eric has his dad joke, and that's becoming his thing. So yeah. it's the, the company is becoming more of an experience, and that's what we want. Like our Absolutely. customers are like, you know, where, do you, where are you getting these people? It's like we, we're just – we're not getting them anywhere. We just treat them like family. That's, That's it. Right. It's just, it's a family deal here. So let me pause you for just a second. You said something that I was completely unaware of. So you telling me when you started the mulch business, you brought two people with you from the deli? I didn't bring them. It was about choice. I didn't Man. ask anybody to come with me. That, that 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 would have been against policy there, but Miss um, Al, he came with me from the first day, and he took a, a reduced pay rate, and I didn't pay myself anything for a year, and he was making good money, and he came, and uh, that's how much he believed in what we were doing, and Eric, you know, basically Eric would come. He came the first year. We can talk about this now, but you know. The company, I could not approach anyone for at least one year after I had resigned. And Eric was a top performing GM uh, for, for me in that company. And so he was a huge loss if they lost him. But he was kind of at the same place, too. And he he had a vision and he wanted to, to grow himself and his family. So he would come work with us like one day a week. I was like, dude, all I can pay you is $100 a day. That's it. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm in. So he came for a year and he would work, you know, one day a week, two days a week, as much as he could and go back to the restaurant and run that the the remaining, you know, five days of the week. So, and then, um, I mean, yeah, now we have uh, four or five other people that worked at the deli that are work or keep people for us now here. So, that's a big part of our culture and that's a big, you know, part of, of me going, okay, you know what? I did have an impact that they, they, I did have an impact and I, 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 I did do good things while I was there. If not, I wouldn't have the people that I have now. A hundred percent. Yes. You know, and you know, and, 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 you know, forgive me for saying bringing them with you, but yeah. I, it just, what I, what I was saying is the fact that you left the deli to do something that you felt in your heart was right, that you had been longing to do for quite a while because you did have an impact because of the person you were while you were there. You had people that wanted to make that journey with you. But with the point that I'm trying to really 
highlight is the fact that two people, in addition to yourself, who knew absolutely nothing about mulch or the business or any of that, took a blind leap of faith and said, we want to do something different as well. So I think the most important point to extract from that part of your story is the fact that with the right people, you can make anything happen. And I want to point out that you clearly didn't have the perfect plan in the beginning because you talked about wanting to punch each other in the face a lot of days and it not being a great culture for the first few years. But that's because you guys were figuring it out. And I just want to make sure that people listen to this, understand with the right people and the right mindset, you can figure it out. You don't have to wait for everything to be perfect to get started. But you also have to understand without the right people, there probably are going to be some punches in the mouth and some fighting and some dismemberment and some people leaving dismantlement, not member, might be dismembering <laughs> each other, but it's like dismantle the team and people, you know, leaving. And I just think that's a, I, that was part of the story that I, I was unaware of. And I just, yeah, it, it, it makes a lot of sense to me now why you guys have been able to have the success that you've had because you have so many people that are bought in and believe in what it is that you're doing. And uh, they've been that way from day one before they, they understood the vision. They understood the mission Mm -hmm. before there was even a company to work at. And I think that that's so important that people understand that. And that's, that's really Mm -hmm. cool. I'm glad I I heard that part of the story, man, because that was, I had never heard that before. Yeah. And I, I listen to what you said, you know, there's never a perfect time. There's never a perfect situation. I mean, I was 45 years old and basically, bam, everything gone and had to make a decision. So it's never too late ever. It's never too late to do what you want to do. That's right. I kind of think of it, you know, everybody who's ever driven a vehicle at some point in time drove a vehicle for the first time. It's a scary thing to Mm -hmm. do if you've never done it. You can die. I mean, the the, the risks are high. The dangers are high. And but right now today, if you said, hey, Kenny, come up to Atlanta and visit me and my family for the weekend, I'm like, cool. I would grab our stuff, get loaded up and and, and set out driving to it to Atlanta and not think twice about it. There was a time in my life where I'd have been like, man, what about the traffic? I've never driven in a big city. I've never, yeah. you know, what if there's a hundred red lights? You know, my car doesn't do too good when it's setting still, you know, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. And you start building all these scenarios in your mind on why this is going to be such a hard journey that you just don't even go. You make an excuse on why I can't come this weekend. But if you equate that to life and business, like it's it's asinine for me to think I'm going to go visit Les and I'm just going to wait for every red light between me and him to be green and know that there are no hiccups on the roadway and then I'll then I'll head that way. That's that's crazy. Just go. Yeah. And 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 yeah. to the point to where there's going to come a point in your life where you're going to come up against roadblocks and obstacles and all that. And all you have to do when you're getting ready to start down sort of a path of entrepreneurship or building something that you want in life is understand that as those obstacles and stuff occur, just be willing to pivot, adapt, figure out what needs to happen and move forward. And don't, don't wake up every morning anxious and worried that something may happen today, understand that something's going to happen and look forward mm-hmm. to the opportunity and be grateful for the wisdom that God has given you to know that you're going to be able to overcome that. And that's what separates you from the competition. That's kind of how I live my life. But yeah. it was just it's cool hearing your story. And as we, as we continue down this path of being 
not, you know, we, we both do some business coaching, but being clients, mm-hmm. being students and learning mm-hmm. lessons, it's, it's funny how you can look back on your life and your story and be like, well, that's why that worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure is. It's, it's hard to imagine it in the moment, but there's all I, right. now I, I, I look and I ask myself, OK, there's there's some reason why this is happening now. I don't know it yet. You just got to get through it. Because you can always look back and be like, oh, that's why that happened or that's why this happened. And, you know, trying, you're right, trying to be more present in the moment, I think is, is one thing I'm, biggest thing I'm working on right now. Not trying to look too far ahead, not trying to look too far behind, but what's literally like, what's in front of me right now? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I read a, it was an old Chinese proverb the other day, and it said, if you're, if you're if you're depressed, it's because you're living too much in the past. If you're anxious, mm-hmm. it's because you're living too much in the future. But if you're at peace, you're living in the moment. And and it like really that. it really hit me when I heard that. I was like, mm-hmm. I do get anxious at times, and it it's a it's a hundred percent correct. It's because I'm I'm too worried about what's coming. And in the reality of it, we have no idea what's coming. All that worry, you know, I, I've I've spent days, if not weeks, at times worrying about a a certain situation. Only for when it comes up, it'd be a breeze and not even be like, man, you think of all how unproductive I was over that period of time because I was just sitting mm-hmm. there stewing in my own mind worrying. So, yeah, man, it's we've, we've been on here for 45 minutes or so now. We can probably go ahead and wrap this up. Dude. Thank you so much. Before you leave, though, if anybody out there listening to this is thinking about getting started, just getting started or whether they're a seasoned veteran for a long time. <clears throat> What's one piece of advice you would give people when it, as it pertains to chasing your dreams and living life on your terms? Um, I mean, uh, shoot, can you know, I mean, I was, I was pretty broken for a long time, you know, and I think I was chasing the wrong dreams for a long time. And once uh, I took that off my plate in, in, I don't know. I, I tell you that that's a that's a tough question, but I would say, like we talked about before, there's never a perfect situation. There's never a perfect time. You know, every day, every morning, you wake up, you have a choice on what you want to do. And that one morning that I I woke up and I made the choice that I wasn't going to come back to this grinding corporate career anymore, and I actually took action. Um, and followed up on myself, that was a turning point. So I would say, you know, take it slow, but also if, if you can see it and, and you can envision whatever it is that you want to do, a business, uh, an idea, an invention, uh, or a vacation, just it can be as small as that. Then if you can see it, you can do it. I mean, Honestly, if you can see it, you can do it. And at that point, you should take action. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to add just a tidbit to that. In my life, I'm starting to realize that not only can I do those (laughs) things that God has blessed me with a vision to see, Mm -hmm. typically en route to those things, I realize that that's actually a very small thing in terms of what I'm actually capable of achieving. Sometimes these big ideas that are planted in our brains are actually just a starting point, not the destination. And that's a beautiful thing as well. 
But yes, last man, I agree. thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and have a conversation with me as usual. I enjoyed it, man. And there was there's a lot of really good, impactful stuff in there that I think is going to benefit, help a lot of people. So once again, thank you so much for coming on, man. And uh, look forward to many conversations in the future, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Kenny. You're a good friend and I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, bud. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their respect the field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.